Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, goddesses. Uh, wonderful to speak to you again. As you know, you are listening to Astrology Hour on Girl Power Hour Radio. Um, I have special guest Lynette Duncan with me today. She's an evolutionary astrologer, among many other things. Um, if you don't know about Lynette, uh, by all means, look her up, Oracle of Your Soul on uh, Instagram and Oracle of Your Soul. Is it .us, Lynette? It's actually .life. Thank you. Okay. So if you'll look that up and you can get more information with her as well. Um, I am going to make a few announcements before we kick off the show. There's so much information for Lynette to share with us today. Um, And I've already discussed with her that I'm just going to let her take it as usual. Uh, No reason for me to jump in with questions or comments and, and take up the time that we that we need to have to hear all this information. I've already got my notebook out and ready to take notes because uh, I, as I told Annette when she got on with me today, that um, I have not been keeping up with all the shifts and changes, which I, I say that with a little, a little bit of humiliation <laughs> since I'm a spiritual life coach as well. Uh, but I've just had so many people. I've had been going through my own ascension process, and, and that's been happening for a while, but there have been some major releases happening in, in my life as well as my clients' lives. It's just been back to back, back to back, back to back with clients and um, and then my own stuff, and it's it's just been a little bit difficult for me to find the time to search the internet and get caught up. So, thankfully, uh, Lynette is on the show with us today, and I too get to get this information and, and write it all down. And so I'm ready to take notes. I hope you are as well. While I make these little announcements, I strongly encourage you to get out a pen and a notepad, and certainly get ready to jot down some information. I know from having Lynette on in the past, there's a lot that we're going to hear about today, and it's all very valuable and important to the process that we're all going through globally, so certainly prepare to take notes. Um, I wanted to apologize to everyone for the last time we were supposed to have Lynette on the show. Astrology Hour now occurs every second and fourth Wednesday of the month, and so we do have this on two two times a month now, Um, but... I wanted to apologize for not having her on this, this last month, 5.30. We were supposed to have her on May 30th. And unfortunately, that did not happen, and that is on me. And the reason is because of what I just mentioned. Going through these big releases was pretty overwhelming. So um, I did have to take a bit of a self-care and just kind of let myself get oriented into this new energy and everything that was happening. Um, And then we were actually supposed to have our normal first of the month Psychic Wednesday with Elizabeth Harbin um, on the first first Wednesday of June. However, that didn't occur either. There's an announcement, of course, these these announcements were made on the show page, Facebook page. If you are not following that, please do so you can keep up with these changes and shifts and announcements. That's facebook.com backslash girlpower half hour. Uh, Make sure that you're following us there so that you can get all of this information so that you're not trying to tune in and finding out that we're not there. But we didn't have that show either because Elizabeth, unfortunately, is going through a very, very difficult transition, um, lots of changes happening in her life. And and I, I will hope that you will all uh, certainly keep her in your thoughts, send love and light, prayers, positive energy, however it is uh, that you send love to individuals in need of that. Please, by all means, send whatever wonderful positive energy you can her way to Elizabeth Harvin and, and her mother as well um, as they both go through this transition that they are both in. Um, and we are all set to have her on again, Elizabeth Harvin, um, next Wednesday. So certainly make a note of that and 
plan to tune in for that as well. That is a call-in show. Uh, today is not. We simply don't have the time to have callers call in today. There's so much information to share, and I want to jump to that. So uh, I do encourage all of you, however, to follow us again on Facebook, facebook.com backslash girlpowerhalfhour. If you do have questions, suggestions for the show, uh, requests for more information, anything like that, you can send us a message that way. Um, but I want to go ahead and get to our guest today, again, evolutionary astrologer Lynette Duncan, who is now with me every second and fourth Wednesday. Be sure to set your calendars for that, 3 p.m. Central, every single time, Wednesday. That's always our day. So, uh, Lynette, thank you again for joining me, and I want to go ahead and jump into all the information you have, so I'm going to let you take it away. Well, it looks like we've actually lost Lynette. See? This is the energy that's going on in the universe right now. This is the kind of stuff that's been going on uh, with me. I don't know about you guys, but this is, uh, this is new stuff. I'm really excited to get – I know Lynette's going to call back in. So as, as I wait for that to happen, I'll say that I'm really excited to understand what's going on because uh, I'm aware – you know, we were, we've been told we were already talking about all the shifts and changes that were happening with uh, – I, I believe it's uh, Lynette – terms it as Uranus. I, I call it Uranus, so I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. But anyway, I know um, it, that's one of the shifts that was taking place. And, and yes, Lynette has called back in. But let me finish what I was saying. That that particular shift, uh, moving to Taurus, is something that I know has changed the energies. But there's so much else going on. And so I'm assuming that's why calls are dropping and <laughs> people people are not able to make it on the show. And I'm having releases and my clients are, and everybody's overwhelmed. Anyway, I think we're about to figure out why. So, Lynette, now that you're back with us, uh, go ahead and start telling us, please, for the love of God, why all of this is happening. <laughs> Thank you. This happened last time I was on, too. I went to talk, and it and the the call dropped. It was so weird. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yes. Happy, happy new moon to everybody today in Gemini. Um you know, it's interesting because Gemini, of course, is the energy of communication. And um, Gemini is such an amazing energy because it actually exemplifies the twin um, and the twins, which really is about polarity and balancing polarities. And so the energy of Gemini is really about noticing the duality within us, noticing the polarities within us, and bringing this into harmony and balance. This is what all air signs do. And, of course, they're very mental. And so it's a very much a communication process. It's mental. It's the way we think, the way we process information, and also the way we communicate. So, absolutely, these are all issues that are going to be up for rebalance at this time. And we do have Uranus right now, especially today, um, um, in a sextile with the new moon and the sun. And so, yeah, Uranus is definitely the trickster. He's out doing all kinds of stuff lately. Um, <laughs> we are in so much big energy right now, and we are literally just 20 minutes into the new moon. Um, it, was, it was exact about 20 minutes ago. Um, Portland, our Pacific time, 12.43 p.m. So we literally are just on the waning edge of this, um, new moon energy. And of course, new moons are about um, creation. This is when the seeds are planted, the, the genesis of the new, the new being begins. And so we're really at a period and a crest of time of, of new beginnings. And what's really incredible about this new moon is 
that it occurs at 22 degrees, the sun and the moon are at 22 degrees, 44 minutes. So I always pay attention to numerology. 22, of course, is a master number. Um, and that's, that creates um, energy and power in partnership and our ability to manifest. When we look at 22, we look at 44, and then we also look at the number 8 or 88, because when we add all those up, we've got lots of 2s, lots of 4s, and lots of 8s. So today especially is a high manifestation day, a high day to pull in that and attract to you that which you wish to create, that which you desire. Um, this is, two is about um, partnership, creating partnership, bringing that duality into balance. Four is about um, establishing structure and foundation in our lives. And this is really what part of the, the chaotic energy that we've been in has really been about. And I'll talk more about that. And then, of course, the eight energy is about physical manifestation. And, of course, all of these numbers are about bringing physical manifestation, bringing things into form through physical manifestation. So this is a really high vibration day for this purpose. And we also have um, the sun and moon. Of course, they're both in Gemini. Um, and they are, let's see, I don't think we have, we do, we do have an opposition today. Um, well, we don't even, we actually don't even have any um, aspects with the sun and the moon today. So that's good. We've got other aspects, though. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. We've got Mercury at two degrees. So there's another two. Mercury has just entered the sign of Cap um, Cancer. Now, yesterday, as we were building up to this new moon, we also had Mercury in Gemini, which is in its own sign. So we have these three energies building into this energy of Gemini. And part of what we've been experiencing in the last few weeks was not only a solar wave that came in right around the 31st of May, which really activated us, it activated our DNA, it activated our ascension codes, um, but um, it, it also um, activated this Gemini energy, which is about balancing those, these polarities. Now, what I really noticed about the 31st and the wave that came in, these solar waves that came in around the 31st, and part of this polarization energy, was we were really balancing, those of us that have been on this journey for a while found that we're really balancing the duality, the polarization of the shadow and the light at this time. We're still in stages of that, but it really hit between the first, the 31st and the 1st. Those two days were extremely intense and powerful. What this really feels like to me is um, not just that, that energy, that balance of that polarization, but it's really about looking deeply at the shadow on a collective level and what's really going on globally. We've got so much going on that is under the surface that isn't really completely being seen yet. Um, we've had Jupiter and Scorpio, which it still is um, at, at uh, 14 degrees today in Scorpio. And Jupiter is in a trine or a bridge with Neptune. Now, both of these are highly spiritual planets. Jupiter was the spiritual planet before Neptune was discovered and kind of replaced Jupiter as the divine or the divinity within the zodiac. But Jupiter holds an energy of truth and wisdom and um, seeking that which is beyond the physical body. And so both of these energies are holding a bridge or a harmonious energy together. 
And they've been in this configuration uh, off and on all year, and they will continue to go in and out of this configuration for the rest of the year. And what this is really doing, Jupiter on his own in Scorpio is bringing up what is in the darkness to the light. And we've been seeing this, and it's not really pretty to see. There's many things that are being unearthed at this time that are making us uncomfortable. And whether or not you're consciously aware of what's coming forward, you're feeling it. Because it cannot, we cannot remain in the darkness in this ascension. Things have to be brought to the light. And Neptune is holding that energy with Jupiter as it reveals the truth of the, of the, of the reality of our collective consciousness and, and holding us in, in God's divine heart, which is really what Neptune is. And Neptune also carries a vibration and a shadow of um, the deception and the illusions. And so these are really being, everything's being unmasked. Everything is being revealed. And we're starting to really notice that there's definitely an undercurrent in our society and in the global arena that we haven't necessarily been privy to or seen. And as these energies are coming forward on whatever level that you're aware of them, we're feeling this. We're feeling this energy. And so it is causing disruption. It is causing it's causing all of us to really step into our powers of alchemy and integration. And that's really what it's been about. I've been really aware of it um, myself. And those of us, I think, that are really have been on the ascension path for a while, really were thrown for a little bit of a loop during this time because it wasn't that we can't handle it. It's just simply that we didn't really expect to feel the weight of it in the way that we did. And so there was a lot of darkness that was arising and we were doing a lot of work in our alchemical bodies to transmute this energy because this is really who we are. We transmute this energy for the collective and as light bearers on earth, we're here to do that. That's part of our purpose. So this energy with Jupiter and Neptune cannot be understated. Thankfully, it's in a trine and in a harmonious energy, which is really supportive. But, you know, this is going to be, this is, they're both in water signs. This is an emotional time. Um, now, we've also got um, the planet Uranus or Uranus, however you describe that or say that. Um, it's still holding um, at one degree in um, Taurus. Now, Uranus is going to be in Taurus for about the next eight years. Everything about our ascension at this point is really pivoting on Uranus and Chiron. Chiron has recently moved in April into the sign of Aries. Uranus moved out of Aries into Taurus. And these are energies of healing our self-identity, healing our self-worth, healing our confidence, healing our courage, healing our self-esteem. Chiron, of course, holds an energy of healing um, this is not always pretty either because as we heal, we go, we have to feel it to heal it. And so we go through these issues of where we lack in self-confidence, where we lack in um, our own self-identity. And what I've really noticed with my clients, and maybe you have too, is that um, this is really up on the table. This is really, as we move into this ascension, we struggle as humble beings to really step into the power of ourselves, which is about claiming our divine right to exist. And so a lot Absolutely. of times, yeah, in our humble um, 
position, it's hard for us because it feels selfish. But this is what Chiron is actually healing, is this, this, this shadow that we have that we carry of selfishness because it's really um, a lower energy of um, a, a crisis of our self-esteem that we feel on some level we don't have the right to exist and that if we are, assert ourselves, um, you know, in an aggressive way or really put ourselves out there, that there's something ego. I'm sorry. Again, we have lost a loss. We've lost Lynette. So, see, this is what I'm saying, and I hope you're all taking notes. I certainly am. Um, and it's all making sense, but, again, here's more proof of it happening, uh, these energies shifting and things happening all over the place that are just kind of asking us to uh, really reevaluate everything. I'm going to bring her back on now, and we're going to try this again. Lynette, I'm assuming so this sorry. is all astrological. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have Uranus on my son, so this is not, a, I'm not, you know, a stranger to this kind of thing. I'm really not. And it feels like as my energies rise, I really blow stuff out. So I apologize. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what yeah. that is about. Okay. So we That's were talking about right Chiron and really stepping into our self-identity and how that can feel selfish and that it feels egoic. But really, this is so necessary. We have to do this. It's part of our healing journey. And so Chiron has been in the sign of Pisces where it was really about vict our victimization, our wounding. These dense, heavy energies have run their course. And so now it's time for us to really move into the vibration of really owning, um, you know, our right to be here, who we are, our self-identity. And really the way to balance this energy and to work with this energy is to spend time every single day in your meditation practice or whether you're earthing or whatever it is that you're doing, however it is that you connect to your source, is that you celebrate the, the basic energy of who you are, that you celebrate the core of who you are, why you're here. You celebrate your awareness. You celebrate your consciousness. You celebrate your mission. You celebrate how you show up in the world in ways that are good and worthy and are of service. Um, this Chiron energy is really, really, it's, it's helping us. Um, but we also, because Chiron is always where the wound is, we're being asked to really confront these energies of our own self-identity. So relationships, because, of course, we're in, when, we're in Aries now, so there's going to be a, an axis, a polarity of Libra. The, this energy is definitely going to activate our relationships as we step into more power within our relationships because we're being oriented back into self. So people have probably noticed this, <laughs> where there's just a lot, of, there's a lot of energy in relationships and a reorientation and a reestablishment. And some relationships are not survive, surviving um, this scrutiny of self um, as we realize where, where our worth really is. Now, Uranus in Taurus, again, um, you know, recently moved into the sign of Taurus, and this is about self-esteem and self-worth. This is about our values. And so it's really just a, uh, it's a higher vibration of Aries, if you want to say. It's just a movement or a progression into that energy um, of that self-worth, that self-esteem, where your core values are, what that's really about. So we're getting super serious in our spiritual progression for 
um, you know, our, our self-worth, our self-esteem, our self-value. This is vital. We're not, there's, there's, you know, I often say, um, you know, on my page and, and how I show up and how I communicate is that self-love is soul retrieval. Self-love is the Absolutely. key to your ascension. Yeah, you cannot get to where you want to be in your ascension process without self-love. There has to be a level of recognizing yourself as God in this process. It absolutely has to happen. I know a lot of spiritual people, you may too, who um, are really just, you know, just valuable, wonderful, um, sacred beings who struggle with this. Um, right. And they have to they have to learn and really um, activate this element of self love in order to really move into the higher levels of awareness that we're all in. And so I'm finding everybody at all levels of consciousness are dealing exactly with this. And so take the shortcut, man. <laughs> Go for the self love right now. <laughs> Um, you know, it really is the key to your ascension, and it is soul retrieval in its own way. And so there are definitely specific ways to work with self-love. A lot of people don't really understand um, how that works, but um, there, it's really just about developing a relationship with self. And so this is really, um, you know, in so many ways, um, the message for today, too, because this is about communication with yourself. This is about that self-validation. Um, this is about merging the dualities within you, which is basically what, what Gemini's energy is really about. So it's about making that commitment to yourself um, and bringing, and, and the reason why this is such a beautiful example of love and self-validation and self-acceptance is because the twins, the Gemini energy really is about, again, it's about that duality and the polarity within us and knowing that there is that dark side, there is that shadow. And self-love, of course, integrates that energy because we're not getting rid of the shadow. We're not getting rid of the ego. We're not killing the ego. We're not eliminating these energies. We're loving ourselves in spite of this. We're loving all of the parts of us that are in shadow um, because that is how we transmute them. That's how we alchemize this energy and we integrate it. And that's really what ascension is. You know, ascension really isn't more than um, self-love so that you can then be guided through your own experience because now you're in full trust. And then your higher self is able to descend into your body more, into your physical body, so that you can then follow your own divine guidance. And that's really what's happening. So this Gemini energy, today is a beautiful day and a perfect day to you know, set your intention for that integration, for that integration of the light and the dark, and to be able to really, um, you know, balance those energies, bring them into harmony, bring them into focus, and really love all aspects of yourself, because that's what's going to do it faster than anything else. So we've got Uranus as well. Now, Uranus, of course, we just talked about him in the sign of... Um, um, Taurus, thank you. And um, he's in a bridge right now with Saturn. Now, these are two very opposing energies. Saturn is very restrictive, limiting. It creates a lot of insecurities, and um, it feels um, dense. Saturn is, is a dense energy. It is a physical Earth energy that creates matter and form. That's what his job is. Um, in some circles, people call 
that in the Lord of Karma. He makes sure that we pay our dues. He makes sure that we learn our lessons. Um, and so there's, a, there's kind of a heavy energy about Saturn, but ultimately is about taking personal responsibility for your life. Um, I am an esoteric astrologer. Um, I, I do evolutionary astrology, but I'm actually finding that I'm moving a lot more into esoteric astrology because of the soul principles related to it, and it's fascinating. Even the planets change rulership in esoteric astrology, so I'm absolutely so excited about it. But in esoteric yeah. astrology, Saturn, yeah, Saturn is the gatekeeper of everything else, and so Saturn's energy creates density. It creates the foundations and the structures with which we build our lives. It's the initiator. Um, and we have to move through the energy of Saturn, and that's really about personal responsibility, you know, owning where your responsibility is in all aspects, in relationship, within your own experience of evolution. It's really about coming to terms with the way that you show up and, and always about self-improvement. Saturn is always about the way that we can self-improve. Now, Uranus is an energy of liberation and freedom. And Uranus is a rebel. He doesn't want to be told what to do. So he's not really, you know, he's not really Saturn's friend. Um, he's, <laughs> he wants to sort of have his own way with um, the way that he does things. He doesn't want Saturn really putting any pressure on him. Now, what's really interesting is that the planet Saturn and Uranus used to be, they're actually co-rulers of the sign of Aquarius, which is the energy that we're in now. We're in the age of Aquarius. So I'm finding it really interesting that we've got these two planets in balance together today, especially. Um, and they're going to continue to sort of be in a dance together because Saturn is in a retrograde motion. Um, so he's going to be activating Uranus in this way all year. But Uranus's energy is really about breaking structures. That's what his energy is about. So the way that I really read this energy is that Saturn, Uranus is breaking down the structures of the old 3D matrix that we've been in, this illusion and this dream that we've been in, these lies that we've been told about the reality of our world. And Uranus is about truth. Uranus is about bringing the light to the, the, the mind. It's about the mind illumination. It's really, in a sense, um, you know, that Aquarian energy about bringing the collective together in unity consciousness and illuminating the minds of all into higher levels of existence. So Uranus is really um, breaking down these old structures that are outdated, outworn, and are basically lies, the structures that have been put in place as the grid that was put in place as part of the 3D matrix. Um, and Saturn's job now in, in, um, you know, in working in harmony with Uranus is about building new structures that we can move into the new Earth with. So because we are at, in the ascension and in our awakening process, moving not only into fifth dimensional energy, but we're also moving into the creation of the new earth, which we are creating within our own experience together and collectively as we move into the ascension. Um, this is really what the, you know, we're moving towards what we call the rainbow bridge. And this is what was prophesied, the rainbow prophecy 
Um, this is what Chiron rep represents. This is why Chiron is activated and why we use it in astrology is because it is the bridge. And when you look at it from an esoteric point of view, the healing has to happen. The healing is the bridge. The healing is the bridge to the new earth. And this is why, this is why I personally work so much from a level of self-love with my clients is because this is where the real healing happens. Um, and right. so when we heal ourselves, we come into that balance and, and harmony. Our, our higher self, we allow our higher self to descend and to actually guide us, and we're open to that energy because now we're in full trust of ourselves, and we're in full unity. And the new earth, as these energies continue to separate, because that's really what's happening, the dimensional fields are separating and the more that we, the more intense it actually gets. And so on some level, as spiritual beings, we're really holding this energy of um, what we know to be true. And we're having to really stand up for what we know is right in our soul and what we're creating, which is the new earth. We're really creating a new environment and a new reality that we're going to live in, which is really a thousand years of golden, of golden age energy where healing is not obsolete but it's we have free we we have free access to energy that is available to us for rapid healing and life extension wow. and the garden of eden i mean these technologies are already available to us they are but we don't have access to them because the, the, the third dimensional matrix and the powers that be have really locked us into um, the sleepiness, the veil of what's not available to us. They, they, they really keep us in an energy that's, that's hidden. A tech, that technology is not available to us. Tesla, of course, was, an, was a person who was on the edge, was on the cutting edge of this technology. And we know that free energy exists. We know there's technologies out there that are curing paralysis and curing cancer and curing all kinds of things. But we are not necessarily, we don't necessarily have access to that right now. So there's a lot of things that are going to be available to us. And Chiron is that bridge. Chiron really is the rainbow bridge that gets us to the next, next dimensional experience. So we certainly cannot ignore Chiron's role. Now, Chiron also is in a trine today with the North Node in Leo and also um, Venus at the very last degrees of Cancer. So um, this, is, this is very much a healing vibration. This is, you know, the North Node is really in Leo is about our death. Leo, um, the North Node moved into the sign of Leo about a year ago in May last year. We felt it as a collective. I watched it all happen on social media because I was really amazed. We had been in 18 months of this wounding, this real visceral energy of the wound, the victimization. We were in this heavy period of just, wow, just awakening and really going through the shedding of our wounds, deep wounds, There's a lot of shadow work. Last year about this time, the North Node, which represents our destiny um, as a collective, um, moved into the sign of Leo, which was a fire sign, very different energy from that of Virgo, because we had been in a Virgo 
um, Pisces axis, was, which was very much about victimization and healing. When that energy shifted, as a collective, we moved into self-sovereignty, and we all felt it. And if you go back to about May or June of last year, you're going to remember even noticing a shift on social media and even within you of standing more in your sovereignty and feeling this energy build within you about kind of setting boundaries and saying, you know what, is enough is enough. And you were doing things to, you know, to accumulate more self-esteem, more self-confidence, more self-worth. It was all about, you know, becoming more about me and focusing on, you know, healing the energetic body and especially an emphasis on heart because Leo rules the heart. So, this is our destiny. We, part of the ascension is we are the bridge, you know, is we're melding these energies of the higher, the, the crown, the pineal, the throat chakra, and bringing up these energies of the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus, and we're merging and meeting in the heart chakra. The heart chakra now is the way that we ground. We ground through the heart chakra. We're not really grounding so much into Mother Earth and the physical density of the Earth because literally as star beings, we're moving into the new Earth. And so a lot of teachers out there really aren't suggesting that we ground into the physical Earth so much, but we're really grounding into our heart energy because we are going to be, these dimensions are going to be shifting. So you can do some research on that. That's for your own, um, you know, um, awareness to just be aware of. You might want to do a little bit of research and see how you feel about that. I'm just offering that information. But this is really a heart energy. And so um, with Chiron in a very nice, beautiful trine and bridge, we've got Venus and, and the North Node combined together. Venus is in the very last degrees of Cancer. So again, this is a very healing energy. This is an emotional healing energy. So there has been some density that we've been moving through because Cancer is a very deeply emotional sign. Cancer is the deepest emotional energy of the chart in the sense that it's psychological. It really is what connects us the most deeply to our family and our familiar roots. So any energy that needed to be, any distortions or energy that needed to be healed while um, Venus was in the sign of cancer, it's we're in the last degrees of that. So you've likely worked through that in the last month or so. And that is really coming to an end. Now, as soon as she moves into Leo, which she'll do in the next day or so, you're going to feel a shift. You're going to feel a shift in your energy, especially as women. We're going to feel a lot more energy in our heart chakras. We're going to feel a lot more sexy, a lot more, a lot, yeah, a lot more vital. Um, we've, I, I feel like for me personally, while Venus was in cancer, I gained a lot of weight. I felt really bloated. Um, that we had yes, all this other emotional so heavy, yes. Yes. <laughs> all this other yes. emotional heavy density. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So it's been an interesting, you know, Venus and Cancer is always an interesting energy, but you are going to feel a shift. Now, the North Node in Leo, we're going to be in this energy for a while, for another eight months or so, where the emphasis is really going to be on our sovereignty, on our authenticity. Authenticity was the key word for last year and continues to be so. Um, and then again, it all ties in, it all ties into this self-love aspect, this aspect of self-worth and self-identity. So everything is in support. Everything is supporting everything. Actually really beautiful. And that's why I love astrology so much because 
it's really yeah. just a map. It's yeah, it's just a map of you know, it's a guidance system really, and you can look at the um, you know, like the transits for today and the solar map and what it looks like for today. But then of course, taking it even deeper and looking at your own chart and how these energies are affecting you personally is always a really valuable thing. So. Um, these are the most important supportive energies that are happening right now. Um, we do have a couple of squares happening between Chiron and Saturn, and Saturn is opposing um, Mercury. Um, I don't know. You know, it feels to me like, it just feels to me like we're still in a period of um, healing and cleansing this density. Everybody's at different levels of that. And something else I've really noticed that we've experienced, because this is what Saturn opposing Mercury would be about, and Saturn really even uh, in that square to Chiron, Saturn creates boundaries. Saturn just creates boundaries. Um, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He puts up walls and he, he sets, he lays foundations. And what I've really noticed as a collective, and I'm sure you've noticed this too, especially with your clients as we guide people yeah. through this, it's so important because we are establishing boundaries. We're establishing boundaries where we haven't had any. We're learning what that's about and that it's actually okay to have a boundary. In fact, yes. it's vital. Yeah. So it really feels to me like Saturn is holding an energy of learning that, you know, in, um, integrating that personal responsibility of setting boundaries because it's vital. We have to have it. We have to do it. And, Part of the energy about, and the thing that's exciting about esoteric astrology is that these energies, this this view of esoteric astrology really moves us into the higher vibrations of all of these planets and all of these signs. Esoteric astrology really is based on the energy of ascension and soul progression into evolution. And so um, Western astrology is great. I have nothing against it. I've done it for years, but I'm finding that I'm moving and migrating more into the esoteric viewpoint because it's not so personality centered and much of the work I do is very soul centered. So I'm finding a lot of resonance. Nice. I'll have to change the promo. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You know, I still call myself an evolutionary <laughs> astrologer because to me it's all the same. Um, but sure. you know, do we do we have a few minutes? I wanted to talk about the summer solstice. Oh, absolutely. We've got another twenty, so go for it. Okay, okay. Well, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because, of course, in every moment and every experience that we have um, in life, as we live day to day, and when we go through these um, new moons and full moons, because we're always in a cycle of progression, um, and all these energies that activate one another. Um, we are going to be moving into the solstice before I meet with you guys again. So I wanted just to touch on this a little bit because we are going to have some very pivotal energies that we're going to touch on um, and that we're going to experience over the summer. And the summer solstice is always big energy. This is the point where the energy in the Northern Hemisphere, the light is at its peak. It's at its longest view. And, Of course, there are many, many rituals and ceremonies that happen around the summer solstice. Um, It's a celebration. Um, And so we've got a couple of of interesting configurations that are going to happen on the summer solstice. That's going to happen on June 21st at 3.07 a.m. That is Pacific standard. That's Pacific time. So 3.07 a.m. Now, on this day, just to kind of continue with this theme of the North Node and Venus, they are 
conjunct by one, just one degree, seven and eight degrees in the sign of Leo. And so that on that day, they're going to be opposing the planet of um, Mars, going to be an energy there of balancing, well, for, for one, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be an, a feminine presentation. We have been moving into this feminine energy, this goddess energy, as it's been rising for the last three, three, two to three years, especially um, as we have integrated and we've sort of come out of the shadows and we're learning to take our place in society in the balance of masculine and feminine energy. And it's been an interesting journey because I feel like as feminine beings, we're learning to do this in ways that doesn't desecrate and denigrate the male. We've had to sort of put our energy and our feelings aside as far as like blaming, projecting blame and being angry at the male and understanding that they've been under um, their own matrix as well and their own ideas about, you know, the patriarchy because they've been, they've been abused in their own way too. They've been taught certain ways and and certain, certain esoteric principles have been kept from them as well. And so we've really led the charge into the ascension with this feminine energy. And this is what's going to really balance on the summer solstice. Venus is going to be in the sign of Leo uh, conjunct with this North node, which again is about the human collective, the destiny of, of where we're headed. It's going to be a beautiful day for any sort of a goddess, feminine, womb sort of ceremony, celebrating the feminine. Um, but we're also going to be in a balancing energy of this. This is what we're going to be doing is balancing this energy for the collective with the masculine and feminine. Um, we're going to be holding our space of sovereignty within this energy as women and as the feminine energy, whether you identify as a woman or not, it's really going to be about holding the sovereignty of the feminine. Now, Mars is going to be in the sign of Aquarius, which is its opposite sign of Leo. So Mars energy, of course, is the masculine energy, but that Aquarian energy is very much about um, collective consciousness. To me, like, this is really a turning point for the collective, that the balance actually will occur and we'll be continuing to balance and come into being, into form as we come into this um, alignment on the solstice of this balance, because this is a very, very potent energy. Anytime you've got Venus and Mars um, in an opposition like this, oppositions create awareness. So it feels to me like even if this is only felt on a personal level, it's going to reverberate out into the collective consciousness because women, as women hold our form, as we hold our power and come into our power, um, and we hold that in a, in a loving and compassionate and nurturing space, it basically, in a way, and I don't like to use the word demand, but I'm going to, it really demands that the masculine come into alignment with that because they don't really have a choice. In order for the patriarchy to assert itself in any way with the feminine, we have to give that power. And this is what it feels like what's, what this shift is happening, is that we've taken back that power and we're saying we're no longer subservient and subjected to this power. We're imbalanced. And we're all balancing these masculine and feminine energies within us. And this is partly how you're going to feel this on a very, um, a very personal level where you're going to be balancing, because we, we are continuing to do that through this year um, and have been, um, balancing the masculine and feminine energies within us. But because that energy is connected and opposite, 
the North Node, this is really integral to the destiny as we move forward, whether that's what you're wanting to create, if you're wanting to step into spiritual entrepreneurship or your own mission, your life destiny, your soul purpose, whatever that looks like, it's really going to be pivotal on how well you're balancing that masculine and feminine energy. So one of the things that you can ask between this new moon and the solstice is, where am I at with that energy within me? How is my masculine energy showing up? How am I, you know, am I mostly in feminine energy or do I have a balance of masculine energy? I noticed that when I started balancing these energies, that having raised my four kids basically by myself for many years, I was really using a lot of my masculine energy in ways that was imbalanced because I was in competition with men. Like I didn't, I was so resourceful and so just like I had a, I had a lot of boundaries and I didn't really need a man in my life. And I sort of just had this attitude. And what it did is it didn't really allow a man to come into my life. I was not in a receiving mode. I, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of feminine energy activated because I was so in the masculine energy of, taking care of my children, making sure they had food and shelter and providing and all those masculine energies that men normally, you know, the masculine energy would create. So this is the type of energy that you're going to be balancing. So maybe between the new moon and the solstice, really kind of look at the ways that you're using your masculine energy and your feminine energy. Just because you um, resonate and, you know, like, align with feminine energy doesn't mean you don't have masculine energy within you to balance. And so that masculine energy is going to show up as setting boundaries, being resourceful, um, being strong, being clear, you know, making decisions. These are all masculine principles. So you really just want to notice. And part of the ascension is that we've balanced these. A lot of us have, you know, a lot of us have already worked on this and are already in a state of balance with it. But this is definitely going to be in view um, over the solstice. And so I just invite you to sort of notice that because when the solstice hits, this is definitely going to be up for a review about that. Um, we do have between now and the solstice an ability to be very aware of our psychic and intuitive abilities. Now, one thing I want to say about the, the dark moon today with, in Gemini with all of these master numbers is Gemini is a very highly intuitive psychic energy, okay? It's a mental energy. So the veils are especially thin at this time because we're in this darkness, right? I mean, it's almost like an, it's an eclipse, basically. So it has the same energy of that. This is a great time to be doing journaling of any kind with this new moon. But that energy of that psychic ability and that intuitive ability, which I think are two different things, but that's going to continue through the solstice because we're, we have at that time Mercury in a trine with Neptune. So this continues this energy, this frequency of perhaps downloads that you receive from your higher self or the ability to connect or channel energy or information. This is going to be heightened at this time between now and the solstice um, because Mercury moves pretty quickly, but that's definitely an energy that is going to be present for us. We're actually going to be in a grand water trine. And so we've got Mercury in Cancer, Neptune in Pisces, trine that Jupiter again in, in Scorpio. 
And so this, again, because it's got that energy with um, Jupiter as well in Scorpio, this could be a time when revelations occur. And that could happen on a collective scale or it could happen within your own awareness where revelations come, come forward, whether it's in your healing process or in your relationships or just in the, in the form of breakthroughs where deep emotional awareness comes forward and comes through your, um, you know, your intellect so that you can actually see it. It might be a time of, of communication, you know. It, I mean, other than because there's so many ways this could show up. Grand water trines are intensely emotional. They're very emotional, and they can be. You want to be aware because grant, you would think you would think trines are helpful aspects, and they are, but they can also because they're a closed unit of the triangle. They are sometimes difficult to navigate and to understand, and so it it might show up as being completely underwater emotionally, where you're just like, wow, you know, this feels really heavy. Um, so just be aware if you're having an experience like that around the solstice, that that is just energy that is processing through your, your emotional body and that it's okay to cry, it's okay to emote, but you might also have a, an opposite experience of it where you're actually receiving energy, receiving downloads, receiving information, having revelations, channeling energy and information from your higher self. Um, spirit guides, entities, whatever that looks like. So make sure that you're grounding. Make sure that you're protecting. Um, This is a great time between this new moon and the solstice to really be focusing. And I suggest this every day, that you focus on stating every single day um, your vow and your commitment to live in Christ conscious light. We've got so much density right now that is lifting off the planet and moving through us because we're the conduits that um, hmm. it is really important as this darkness rises that we set an intention every single day to protect ourselves, to, li- to live only in Christ conscious light. And if you are experiencing communication with any sort of guides, entities, or your channeling energy, always make sure that you ask. Any entity that comes forward has to answer your direct question. So you always want to ask, are you of Christ conscious light? Because they have to tell you. Entities can only mess with us when we give them our permission to do so. And you do have the power to make that very conscious and aware in that experience. So before you move forward in any channeling process or, or, you know, um, receiving information or communicating with any um, spirit guides or entities, you want to always ask first because they can't lie to you. So um, they will tell you. And if if they can't tell you specifically and they can't make themselves known to you in that way and tell you, you know, because they'll have to give you an honest answer, then you just politely ask them to leave. But you will want to, and I do, I do really just recommend to everybody that we're in a state every day of using some sort of protective ritual or ceremony or statement um, to work with these energies moving forward. And it's just a very, just a smart practice. Oh, I'm How so you glad doing? you said that. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Let me just interject and say, and, and we're doing great. We just have nine minutes. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, but I want to, I want to reiterate that I, that is something actually I've been noticing um, for myself and my clients. I have had quite a bit of, um, I, I've been aware of quite a, 
quite a bit of darker energy trying to come in more intensely than ever before. And I Mm -hmm. have, you know, I've always had my, um, I've always spoken protection and encouraged it. And certainly Elizabeth Harvin and I encourage it on our show as well. But I certainly have had to do that more often. And I have encouraged my clients to do it more. And just as you said, I have been uh, specifying that when I'm, partic- when I'm calling on a particular angel or a particular guide, I say that name and, like, for instance, let me say Ar- Archangel Michael. I'll say Archangel Michael of the light um, because mm-hmm. I'm aware that there are others that can come in and pose as that. And if they're not of the light, then they can't come in and be an imposter or pose as that. And it's, I know that may sound odd, but it's something that I'm aware of lately because I've had, I've had clients call in, a specific angel and they're very aware very quickly because of the energy they feel that it's not the angel they called on you know it's like a darker energy and so um i i'm so glad that you said that that the protection is necessary i and i also recommend that not only are you protecting your obviously your energetic self but your home and and um just every kind of having that ritual as you stated a ceremony daily um, where you are protecting your home, your sacred space within you, and that which is around you. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Very important. And um, I do have a, a question for you just before we wrap up. Um, I'm aware that uh, all of these energies shifting and all of the stuff that's happening is, you know, co- of course creating a lot of um, newness. And, and for some people, I think, because there are obviously people that aren't aware of what's going on, and so uh, those of us listening, I think everyone here is aware, but there are those that aren't and they're fearful, you know, in a place of fear because they have no idea mm. what's happening. And this is happening to everyone, sure. whether they believe in this stuff or not. And so yeah. um, I know that, that fear is really heightened as well. And I'm wondering if, you know, you said like we as light workers are obviously transmuting this energy. And if there's a lot of fear in the world, we may be feeling a whole lot of that. And we're just kind of having to, okay, what is that? Because I recognized one day I was having some anxiety that I knew was not mine, but it was pretty intense. And I kind of just, like you said, you know, we transmute it and I just had to do that. Is that something that is happening kind of for light workers everywhere where we're just kind of feeling other people's fear of this and that resistance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I noticed it too. And one of the things that I've... um, Yes, we absolutely transmute this energy, and I experienced exactly the same thing. I experienced a lot of darkness arising within me. And the reason why I really recommend that you use the word Christ consciousness is because Lucifer, who's really active right now, um, is a mm-hmm, light bearer. Very. So, so, so oh, yeah. almost you really, you really want to use the word Christ consciousness because that is a differentiation. But if you just say light, um, even though you have an intention, which may be enough, you want to be very clear about the kind of light you're calling in. Um, Absolutely. Really okay. Noticing, That's a great thing. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. I was really noticing for me um, that I, because I'm, I'm very aware, I'm, I'm very much in the truth camp, you know, the mm-hmm. truth camp, the truth tellers. Right. And I'm also very much in the spiritual camp. And so I'm balancing both of these energies. And as a lot of this stuff is being revealed, I noticed a lot of heavy energy that I had to really protect myself from. And so um, I feel like, you know, those energies, those denser, darker energies of fear and 
you know, because what's happened is the matrix, part of the matrix that has been imposed upon us has been activated by fear. So they're really getting desperate because we're revealing their secrets. The only way that they've been able to operate is through secrecy. And those are bring, being brought to light now. And they're getting desperate. These energies and entities are getting desperate. And so we're feeling that. And they want to oh, set yeah. light bearers down in a sense because they want us to get afraid. You know, they want us to do that. And so I've had a couple of days where I've had to just like you unplug and just cry it out and process mm-hmm. energy and information and have like serious talks with my higher self and ask for protection and mm-hmm. guidance because I've been feeling it. So yes, absolutely. I, I feel like we're all experiencing this, especially those of us that have some, some higher techniques and have been doing this for a while. Absolutely. Okay. And then also I found it interesting. And, and first of all, let me say, I'm going to say that again. So those of you that have just been saying in the light or asking for the light and uh, working with the light, it's very important now to specify Christed consciousness. I'm, I'm marking that down yeah. and underlining it for myself because that explains a lot for me um, and why some of that wasn't necessarily enough. And so that's exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. You're a messenger yeah. for sure. You're welcome. Um, also, <laughs> the thing that you mentioned about um, the weight gain and the bloating, you know, that is interesting because I was experiencing that and my a couple of my clients were experiencing that and it was just like sudden, all of a sudden. It was like this, <laughs> yeah. uh, what I guess, what some articles, you know, I had read because I was looking it up just through ascension symptoms or whatever, referred to it as like a Buddha belly, but that's kind of what was happening. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is this? I feel like I'm impregnated with light or something, you know, like there's some sort of serious feeling of just right in the belly it was just this interesting um energy so i'm glad yeah. that you brought that up and i'm I'm assuming that that is something that will shift and change as because you mentioned that we're going to feel that shift now as as the planets move and stuff shifts and changes then we'll feel that shift as well well i think part of it has definitely been venus in cancer of course cancer it rules the belly right and so it's water it's water mm-hmm. retention but I will tell right. you that these solar flares, when they come in, when the, when, the, when the Earth's resonant goes high and we receive these solar blasts, these geoplasmic waves that we've been receiving, that because they're activating our DNA, we literally bloat. We bloat because our DNA is changing. We bloat and it becomes gaseous in our bodies. And so it's more than just an astrological configuration. It's really light energy that's coming in. Lisa Transcendence Brown talks quite a bit about this bloating and gassy energy that we have. Um, So you can do some research there. She's got a ton of great videos on YouTube. But it is both. It's both. So just love yourself anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's part of the self-love process. I think that's what that is. Well, I I know we're about to be out of time. We're we're running in on like 46 seconds now, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. And Thank you, Lynette, as always, for coming in. And, of course, if you're tuning in, remember that she is going to be with me again on the fourth Wednesday of this month, and you're always going to hear us every first and third with Elizabeth Harbin and Psychic Wednesday, every second and fourth Wednesday with Lynette Duncan for Astrology Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to share this episode. You can get on our page and just go to the archived links, and this will show up for you right after the show is over. And you can share that on your Facebook page, share it with your friends, let other people know, because there's lots of information, and certainly this is helpful to everyone. 
Thank you again so much for tuning in. And thank you again, Lynette, for being on with me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I have a whole notebook full of notes, and I'm happy to share them with my clients. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure and honor. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week, and um, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Bye-bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.